Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Brand Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the top 10 of anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's 1987 and on the Tracy Ullman show there appears a short cartoon crudely drawn of a family a yellow family with overbites something no one had ever seen before everything after that is now history the phenomenon that is the simpsons was born and over 30 years later homer marge lisa bart and maggie and the inhabitants of springfield are still going strong here's neil with 10 simpsons facts Thank you very much. So the characters on The Simpsons are all based on and named after the creator Matt Groening's family. So you could say the show is a real-life cartoon. <laughs> the Simpsons' instantly recognisable theme song was composed by Danny Elfman in just two days in 1989. Hi, everybody! Creating an episode of The Simpsons takes a team of animators and writers around six months of hard work. The couch gag at the beginning of each episode is a technique used by the writers to make the show longer or shorter. Uh. In 1998, Time magazine named Bart Simpson one of the most influential people of the century. Excellent. The Simpsons holds the record for the longest-running primetime animated TV series. It also holds the record for the most guest stars featured in a television series. That's a lot of famous voices there. That's nice work, boys. In the first 26 seasons of The Simpsons, Homer has said the most, accounting for 21% of the show's 1.3 million words, proving that he's just not the bumbling dad, but also quite the talker. Idly hope. Homer and Krusty were originally going to be the same person. Somebody please think of the children! <laughs> and Elizabeth Taylor is the voice of Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith? Maggie <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> Maggie Simpson. There's a crossover. My shorts. <laughs> and Fox owns the rights to the Simpsons until 2082. <laughs> I'm a big oh. Maggie Smith fan. Can I tell you? I wanted to slide her name in there. That's all it was. Maggie Smith. Okay. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. And um, this is Top 10 Simpsons episodes. And there's only one person that could have joined us. It's Doug Simpson. Hey. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you? Hello, welcome, Doug. Welcome. I mean, look, we, we go back to our WTAF This Country days, don't we, Doug? Oh, yeah. Been a long. It was well. We were in lockdown last time. I think I saw you on a on a screen. So yeah, two two and a bit years. So yeah, indeed. It's crazy how time flies. Together. Indeed. Yeah, well, the last time we, like. last time we saw you in person was at the last live show when I think you were absolutely asshole, weren't you? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that that was the problem. I'd been to the the village where this country's filmed. Went to the pub uh, where Curtin gets bollocked, and I wanted to reenact something. Um, nice. And then obviously I had to get a bus to Siren Sister. So yeah, it, uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't think it was that obvious, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, Looked uh, like you were just enjoying yourself. I think me. it was. Yeah, I think you was just enjoying yourself and the rosy red cheeks. It was just, uh, it was a sight to behold. It was lovely. I mean, it was uh, a great night. It was a great. It night. was. Indeed, it, it was a great. Indeed, night. it was. So, guys, how how hard did you find uh, uh, putting your top ten together? We'll start with you, Doug. Uh, it, I mean, I think I sort of made peace with my choice about ten minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got my my final choice, uh, and most of them have been in my mind from the beginning. Uh, I've got kind of got an honourable list uh, of another sort of ten episodes that I've just written down to give me peace of mind, knowing that at least they were up there for consideration. Uh, and I, I think as we go through, you'll probably maybe come up with, you'll maybe say some of the ones that I'd thought of before and I haven't made it. And uh, I kind of hope you do, because then we can still talk about them. Mm, yes. uh, because there's so many things that I've noticed in the ones that didn't make it in that I really want to um, speak about. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, do each other a favour. But yeah, it's... You know, it's been my favourite show ever. I think it's the show that introduced me to comedy. And uh, and I think also, you're probably the same, most of these episodes, I've found them funny when they came out, you know, in the 90s. And mm. they still give me belly laughs now. And there's yeah. not many shows that, that can do that, you know. Um, yeah. Totally agree. Neil, what about you? Well, I use the technique of not even Googling because I'm sure I've missed plenty of Simpsons episodes that I absolutely love. And I thought I'm going to go for the ones that I know that I really like off the top of my head and remember even the titles of. So I attempted to do that and worked out that I had more than 10 like I always do and then narrowed it down. Um, But it's not easy, is it? With 33 seasons to pick from, there's a lot of comedy and episodes to pick from with just 10. I'm sure we could do another one of this. I really do. Well, this is the first time in... This is episode 97, and this is the first time where on my list, I've got 12 on my list because I still haven't worked out (laughs) what is in my top 10. That makes me feel better. Yeah, because it got to the point where I there would like I did the same as you, Neil. I knew that there were five or six that I knew mm. that I I definitely liked, and I'm sure that if I, and I haven't watched every episode, obviously, because that'd be impossible to do that. But I'm sure there are episodes that you guys are going to mention. I'm going to go. Oh, that should have been in my top ten. Yeah, likewise. Because every episode, and we were saying before we um, met up with you, um, Doug, on the Zoom, that I've started looking at some of the newer episodes. And as much as, okay, at their peak, it was the greatest show on TV, I think. But obviously, they've gone 33 seasons that are on Disney Plus now for us. Yeah. Even the the newer episodes, you guaranteed at least four or five great laughs. 
mm. in in twenty three twenty four minutes. Now, if a comedy can do that, that that's that's a win. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter whether they're re- irrelevant or whether they're not, or they're characters that have stayed the same age for thirty three years or thirty five yeah. years or whatever it is. Um, a lot, a lot of people I've told that we're doing the pod have said that it kind of dips down, and but in the last two or three seasons is back on form as well, like not quite at its peak, but a really, really high standard, and it's like yeah. how, how mm. can that be possible? You know, we look at the shows um, that we talked about, obviously this country, Gavin and Stacey Peep show. You know, most of these series, there's there's two or three, like the UK Office, Forty um, mm. Towers. There's there's two two maybe three series for most of those yeah and we're on we're on 34 and it, it still works like yeah. the mad thing is that the people that are writing on the simpsons now probably weren't born when the simpsons started Could well so they're be. bringing they're bringing probably a whole like new a whole mm. new sort of aspect to, to all of that so it's it's fascinating i'm quite looking forward now because this, this has made me start to watch the simpsons again and i'm going to yeah. start like from i've started i'm up to series two anyway so i'm going to start like watching all of them again because there's nothing better than watching 25 minutes of the Simpsons, even if it's just like it's a great filler as well, isn't it? Oh, that, you know, if you if you're so eating good. your tea and you just want something to watch, yeah. it's great for that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's it something really that again is. that the kids can watch, but you can get some of that comedy that is designed mm. just for the adults. You know, there's just certain bits in yeah. it. Yeah, that... I mean, there's definitely one or two in my list that were the funniest thing I'd ever seen when I was little. And then um, they were the funniest ever thing I've seen now um, because uh, I understood for, for different reasons um, because now I get the adult humour in it. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but they parody some, you know, many, many, many classic films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hadn't seen, you know, I hadn't seen The Shining when I was nine. Um, I wasn't allowed for whatever reason. So, um, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, shall we? <laughs> yeah, The Shining. The shinning. Sorry, don't want to get sued. No, no. that's right. Um, I've also got a little thing. I've got a little thing here. Um, that um, I've got my Wheel of Fortune here with character names from The Simpsons, all right? Every so often, I'm going to press the press that, and we've got to do the impersonation of that person, okay? Oh. Just see who can do the best one for whatever we've got. So I've got a few of those. We'll do Please that tell me so you often. haven't put a poo in there. I don't want to be any. No, I, no, of, no, 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 that's no, all right. no. I haven't put a poo in there. No, don't yeah, worry about that's that. That's all right. Don't worry about that. Right then, Doug, kick us off with your number ten. Okay, so number ten. Uh, this is my favourite Christmas episode. Uh, it's series eleven, episode nine, "Grift of the Magi." Um, so, very briefly, sum up the plot: um, Springfield Elementary gets closed down. It then gets reopened, uh, but little do they know it's been reopened by an organisation that makes children's toys, and they're using the kids for market research and nothing else. They come up with a toy called Funzo, uh, who turns out to be uh, another toy killing machine, killing off the competition. Uh, I just think I think there's so many good Christmas episodes. The first one is a work of art, you know, the, f- the first ever episode. Sorry, yeah. I really like Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, but I think this this for me it's just funnier. It's a really good story. Um, you know, I was, I was going through the plot. I was like, they squeeze so much into it. Like, like you said, this must be one of the longer ones. Must be like twenty four minutes or something. And, um, Thirty uh, minutes, actually. This one. Is it, oh, okay, right. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Because uh, yeah, I mean, there's a hell of a big long plot there. So it's loads and loads to unpack in it. You know, you got a whole scam going on with Fat Tony building the ramps out of breadsticks. <laughs> um, you've got the parents all have a meeting where at the. I think it presume it's Skinner's house where they're 
all raising their concerns. And Homer's concern is, of course, where are the refreshments? Um, and then all the plot with Bart and Lisa uncovering the secret about the toy. And um, I make, and again, I rewatched it now, having watched it the first time 10, 15 years ago. And I find it even funnier because Funzo is basically what Baby Yoda is now. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got you create that toy, everyone sees it being advertised, and it and it just blows everyone's minds. Um, I don't think people are actually, you know, breaking into shops to get Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised. Well, not yet, anyway. Not yet. Not yet. No, no. Not I mean, yet. that's the one thing that The Simpsons is renowned for is like predicting the future, isn't it? There's so many memes mm. where they had something 20 years ago that happened. I mean, Donald Trump going down the stairs in his red tie and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I, I mean, I probably would have seen this one, but I can't remember this one. So it's one I'm going to definitely have to look back on. Yeah, but I'll, I'll get there because season yeah. 11. It'll take, it'll <laughs> Just another couple of years. You'll it'll be take there. a while, but I'll get there. Um, yeah. Good one to kick us off with. Go on the Neil, you're number 10. So mine's uh, quite an old one from Series 5, Episode 15. It's Deep Space Homer, um, where Homer becomes the astronaut. Um, It's got a load of movie reference, you know, from the right stuff to a bit of space, um, you know, Space Odyssey and things like that. So, um, yeah, I I really like this one, and uh, Homer's the star of it, and I I just find it's got real belly laughs. Um, it's got the, my favourite bit with Homer in the phone, where he just he's dialing Marge because he's so scared to go there, but he doesn't stop dialing <laughs> while he's talking to her, and she's always telling him, "Homer, you've dialed the number," um, and he keeps running away from it. It's it's got so many moments as well. The uh, the escape of the crisps and he floats yeah. around to eat them. That's a classic scene that's used loads. Smashes in, just, smashes into the ants. That's it. The- and then the ant protect comes the queen, up. protect the queen. I am the queen. No, you're not. <laughs> Kent Brockman and the ant comes straight to the camera, and he's terrified they've been taken over. All yeah. praise the ant lords and all yeah. that. So it's got loads and loads of great moments. But you know, sort of, I always say the Simpsons really kicked off into consistency. I mean, the great first couple of series was series three, is yeah. when every yeah, episode became just pure genius. And this was when they got really on their roll right up to about eight or nine, series eight or nine. Yeah, it's a great yeah, episode. It's an amazing bit where it's it's Homer against Barney. Um, and Barney's, you know, I think he's won the the battle of the two of them. But then he gets off his head again on uh, on the wine. And the guy's that's like, well, this was alcohol-free wine. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, that is a good Classic one. Barney. Yeah, I love it when Homer's like circling that chip, isn't he? He's, he's going. Yeah, like, well, that's the two thousand and one like, yeah. reference, isn't it? So yeah. good, so good. Such a good um, episode. Okay, I'm going to go for number ten. I'm going to go for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Series two, episode fifteen. Oh, uh, yeah. This was <laughs> the first first appearance of Danny DeVito as uh, Homer's. Um, was he brother or brother? Long lost brother. Yeah. Long lost brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, Herb. He was a very successful car manufacturer. Um, I love the start where it's another McBain um, episode, uh, movie or whatever it is, meeting adjourned. I love all those kind of little movement, uh, <laughs> moments that McBain has. And um, th- now I don't know if when you were kids, you would find any excuse to be able to swear in front of your your your, your, your parents. Mm. But I oh, love yeah. the fact Bart says that, that you know homer's you know, homer's a bastard or uh, that herb was a bastard 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 and just keep <laughs> saying that in front of homer and marge um and then is um grandpa simpson's uh, the line that i love more than anything else was 
She would do things your mother would never do, like have sex for money. That was a <laughs> such a great line. Um, and then he gets he gets Homer to design a car that absolutely ruins him. It's, it is a two parter because I think I can't remember what season the follow up bit is where Herb ends up making all the money. I think it's Maggie's. Uh, it's where he makes the baby, baby talker, isn't it? Machine, yeah, the baby yeah. talker machine. But yeah, so that's my that's my number ten. Okay, Doug, your number nine, then please. Okay. Series five, episode eleven, Homer the Vigilante. Um, I think this one uh, is as good example as any for you know showing the absolute worst of the people living in the town of Springfield. Um, okay, I mean they all get robbed, which is is sad and frustrating. And Homer sort of launches his campaign to try and help get Lisa's saxophone back, uh, but they just turn out to be bullies. They you know they just go around basically terrorizing the town. He, he has that amazing interview with Kent Brockman where he admit basically admits that they are committing crimes themselves. Um, and Kent's just like touche. And uh, it's it's another one. It's just full of some of my favorite lines, full of belly laughs. Um, and what also I really like, uh, Malloy, uh, who is the, the burglar. Spoiler. Um, I'm afraid. We, we, we're doing spoilers, aren't we? We're going to have to. Yeah, 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 for something that's um, like 30-odd years old, don't worry. And, uh, Malloy, I think, is voiced by Sam Neill. Um, he's, he, I mean, he is the villain, but he's also really, he's just taking the piss. You know, he's much, much cleverer than every single um, character, apart from, like, maybe Lisa and maybe Marge. And um, it's it's just literally like he's playing around with the the citizens of Springfield. And, um, and even when he eventually gets caught by Grandpa, he then finds it so easy to get away. And it's, um, and I think, probably favourite moment in that is when um, he uses the sausages to distract Santa's little helper. And then again, I think he uses them to distract Homer. Well. <laughs> Just little things like that. You know, sometimes you'll both have seen it and you'll be four or five seconds into an episode of The Simpsons and it's already, they've already made like three jokes. It's like, how? Mm. How do you mm. write that? Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. So is that the one where, is it the cat burglar, that one? I'm a little the cat burglar, yeah. Mm. And he yeah. steals a big diamond while Homer's like, um, he's meant to be guarding the museum and then he spots some teenagers drinking without a license and it's like teenagers they don't get a license to drink they just they, <laughs> it is just, they can't drink and maybe Homer is giving out licenses uh, creating his own laws or something but it was Sam Neill Sam Neill yeah Sam Neill yeah yeah considered it to be a high point of his career recording this episode I could imagine yeah, here you go. Excellent. Yeah, he's, not, he's not done much else, has he? No, he hasn't, no. Um, go on then, Neil, you're number nine. So this is Marge versus the Monorail, Series 4, Episode 12. Um, I didn't know whether anyone else would have this, but this is... My number one. five. Is it? It's a great... It's got a great musical number in this one. The Simpsons on the great... Masterpiece. Musical, yeah, musical um, numbers. They, they do them really well. It's... Um, just so funny isn't it all of it all the way through the way that Marge is trying to stop it and everybody's so swayed because they've sung a song and away they go and Homer being the pilot and in in, in that scene um, where Marge makes the point about uh, I think it's Main Street at the start of it they've got the Silence of the Lambs reference uh, with Mr. Oh, right. in the straight jacket and the the mask isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Mask, yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, I mean I've got in my notes um you know, it's an episode where, you know, they get conned into um, voting for something 
that they shouldn't. Um, and I've written metaphor for Brexit, Brexit. for three years in the making. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the, the, the difference yeah. was that their, their vote there was 100%, whereas Brexit was 52 to 48. Indeed, it was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A slight anomaly there. Yeah, this, right, this, yeah, was the my, mayor, this was the my mayor, number 12. Yeah. 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 The, mayor, the mayor says something like, um, you know, just tell us tell us what it is and we'll vote for it because we're twice as clever as Shelby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then what are we going to do with our $2 million? And then Lisa's there saying, I thought it was $3 million. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah you may be right there. So, <laughs> I've forgotten that bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so many good bits. I watched this one today because it was the one that nearly crept into my top 10. Uh, Leonard Nimoy as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he appears a few times, doesn't he? Mm. It yeah. starts with um, the Flintstones parody. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. So good. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. Very very close to making my top ten, but uh, not quite. Okay. My number nine is one that probably should be a bit higher, actually. But um, the last exit to Springfield, which is uh, all about the dental plan, is all about the dental plan for uh, the uh, Homer's work getting cancelled. So the when Lisa goes to the dentist and they show her the mock-up of this is what your mouth is going to look like in one year's time, in five years' time, and like her, her teeth are protruding through her top, the top <laughs> of her head. Um, and so Homer ends up trying to fight for, fight for the dental plan. Um, when Lisa ends up getting like these horrible braces put in, there's a parody of the Joker like the, in uh, Batman. The, oh, with the mirror, Batman with the yeah. mirror, and she, give me the mirror, and she starts laughing. Then there's a whole she's on some kind of drugs, isn't she? and there's a whole yellow submarine Beatles dream sort of sequence. And oh, God, help us when the yellow submarine crashes into the thing and starts falling down. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I don't go in for that backdoor shenanigans. Is <laughs> something that Homer says to because he he's trying to negotiate with Mister Burns and Mister Burns is saying things you know you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours and he's going oh my god is he coming on to me? And I love that moment and it's that I say that to people I, I'll say I'm not going in for any of that backdoor shenanigans and it was only when I watched it I realized oh my god that's where I got it from <laughs> that's where I borrowed that saying from so. Um, Oh, the one, and the one thousand monkeys. That's right. He's got uh, Mr. Burns has got one thousand monkeys. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> Wait, where is that from? What series is it? That is um, series four, episode seventeen. So it was, um, it was another one of the early ones, but such mm. a such a good one. Um, I'm surprised it's not on anyone else's top ten. I must have. I'd forgotten about it to be honest. I need um, to go back. Yeah, because obviously the one of the night where I've been like, oh, oh crap, where, what am I doing? Where was that? So, yeah, um, I did it. double check because I thought, oh, hang on, but yeah. Um, obviously, Mr. Burns is where I got the famous "Ahoy, hoy from. "Ahoy, hoy, yeah. indeed, because that's what he says on um, at the monorail. That's it. When he comes into the comes into the thing, oh yeah, yeah, that's where I got it from. Oh dear, always moving me laugh. Classic stuff. Uh, go on, then, Doug. Your number eight. Okay, number. All oh, right, stuck in. On the rail. Number eight. Uh, so my number eight is Dog of Death, series three, episode nineteen. Um, this is the one uh, where Springfield gets obsessed with the idea of winning the lottery. Uh, uh, they don't well uh, Kent Rockman ends up winning it um, and Homer can't believe that he hasn't 
but they've got a bigger problem because Santa's little helper is really poorly. Uh, he has a twisted stomach oh, yeah. and has an expensive operation uh, to fix it. And then the family uh, sort of fall out with him, which and I've read a few reviews of this where people, for that reason, they really don't like it. They can't believe that the family falls out with the dog. And I think all it is, I've, I've never had uh, a dog in my life. So maybe, I think if I had, I'd probably find it really traumatic. But as I never did, uh, all I can do is just watch the episode and just find it really, really funny. I think it's as good a Homer episode as ever. You know, he's, he's imagining what he'll do if slash when he wins. And there's the, he imagines himself like 20 feet tall and made of gold. And uh, <laughs> like walking into Burns' office and saying, like, take a hike, boss, I'm <laughs> running things now. Um, and, the, and the Santa's little helper like goes on a journey and you've got the Peter and the Wolf soundtrack going on. Um, and it's a really nice story about Bart and his dog as well. Mm. Um, I think if you, I, I just always managed to overlook the slightly horrible bit when the family are mean to the dog. And I think otherwise it's just genius. It's, I was looking at the, on IMDb. It's got that scene where they do the pastiche of um, Clockwork Orange as well, with the, the drops in its eyes. Yeah, uh, that's true. Looking yeah. at the dog abuse. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing I love about The Simpsons is the fact that they always tap into like pop culture stuff that you know. So you, like you said about The Shining and and mm. stuff, like, there's always little bits in there. There'll be little, slight little bits that you recognise from something else. I'm going to need to rewatch that one as well because I'm going to say that about every episode. I don't know why I'm even saying that. Well, you're on a course, aren't you? You're on a course of Simpsons. It's, so. Yes, it's going to be intravenously yeah, we'll fed, I think. Um, go on then, Neil, you're number eight. So this is Trash of the Titans, Series 9, Episode 22, when Homer, this has got Steve Martin in actually, when Homer decides that he's uh, going to take over from the local councillor and organise the trash when he keeps missing it. It's got featuring U2 in it, who were doing a concert where um, Homer Gate crashes it. And it's also got a couple of the famous lines of uh, um, where a fork gets thrown over in the end credits and Mr Burns calls wankers, which I always <laughs> love that, <laughs> where, where they get away with it. Oh, they actually do cut it on the when they show it at six o'clock on Channel Four, but do it's they? on Disney Plus. Yeah. That he still calls them wankers. I hadn't noticed on Disney Plus. I have to watch that again. Yeah, yeah. no, it's still there. It's because the, obviously the U two do it, and I think it's Larry the drummer calls or Adam calls uh, the Edge a wanker, and then Mister Burns. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In the plane, they're they're playing around, and the the fork comes over, and he just says wankers, which always <laughs> no. really makes me laugh. Now you've mentioned it, I think I watched that episode as a kid and and thought it was okay to say wankers, and my mum told me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. um, so there we are. Well, it's not a swear word really in America, is it? No. It's not really recognised as so. But obviously, in the good old blighty, it's a fun one. <laughs> and they do a they do a parody of um, Candyman from Willy Wonka, but it's Garbage Man. Is it that? That's it. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. When he when he's campaigning to become the new leader of the council, and obviously he just spends all the budget on rubbish. And Bono telling everybody to listen, this man's talking about our rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 200th episode as well. Was it? It was. And dedicated uh, to Paul McCartney's wife, Linda McCartney, who passed away due to uh, breast cancer. I didn't realise. I've forgotten that bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, but no, you know, it's, it, that's going to be my 21. That's number mm. 21 for me. It's not... Oh, right. It's not, uh, yeah. It's... Uh, I just forgot to write it down. I do love it, though. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
Well, Steve Martin's very straight in it, yeah. isn't he? He plays his character very straight. Obviously. Oh, does he? I'm gonna have He's to. Not yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I'll have to remind yeah. myself. Yeah, now that you've reminded me of all that, it's like it's it's shot all the way back up. It's, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Fair enough, though. Okay, uh, so that's um, what was that series nine, episode twenty-two. Mine's going back to see season five uh, for my number eight, and it's Bart gets famous. Um, so they go to a box factory for a. Uh, was it a school trip? I think. Yeah, not the box factory again. <laughs> yeah, the box factory, and um, and Bart decides he's going to play hooky and just uh, go to the studios that's just over the way, and ends up uh, becoming Krusty's PA basically. And then he ends up getting on stage, and the whole scenery goes everywhere, and he goes, "I didn't do it," and becomes the "I didn't do it" kid, and becomes famous uh, to the point when. He's all ready for his uh, like a show of his own kind of thing. Says the line, and it's just flat and dead because his time is over. And um, he's finished, isn't he's he? Finished, says, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Krusty basically just kicks him out of the studio. But I love the moment when they tell Homer that he's disappeared, that Bart's disappeared, and then his hat's on the top of a box. And he's going, my boy's a box. <laughs> Damn right. you. <laughs> Takes the box home and tries to break the news to the rest of the family. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's uh, But, yeah, it's the I didn't do it thing. And then the yeah. fact that it's showing you that, that I, I mean, it always reminds me of things like Little Britain, where Little Britain was just a show full of catchphrases, wasn't it? That's basically mm. what it was. And it can, And it's amazing how catchphrases can catch on and then can also become really old hat, really, really, no, pun intended when it comes to hats um but it, and just in just just as quick as quick and people can love a, a, a really good catchphrase but they can also they think oh god i never want to hear that again no so it's um yeah they revisit that whole sort of idea I, I can't remember what series it is it's not that late um when homer gets really good at bowling i think it's like out of stress he gets like 10 strikes or something oh, yeah. and he he goes through a phase of being really uh famous because uh, of his bowling and then he doesn't understand why no one's interested in that anymore. Like, you know, he's it like and his family trying to tell him, you know, that, you know, people, you know, they've appreciated you, but, you know, they, they've moved on now and he just doesn't get it. That's um, weird because there's another episode where, isn't there an episode where he becomes the person that has a cannonball fired into his Yeah, gut? that's right. And he goes around with the Smashing Pumpkins on tour to all these festivals. Yeah, and doesn't and that, then, in, the, in the end, it gets to a point where he becomes like this massive star and then all of a sudden people just aren't interested well, in him. No, no, he has, he's, he's a massive star and he's, he's got a big performance and the doctor says to him, look, literally, if you take one more hit with the cannonball, you're going to die. Oh, right. And he still wants yeah. to do it and then he, he's about to do it and he sees Marge in the audience and then right, thinks right, and there stops. You go. And, there you go. But with the bowling one, what you were talking yeah. about, it's got one of my favourite laughs of Homer. It's the way he shuffles up to take his um, actual, you know, uh, bowl. Uh, his little yeah. feet, the way they move. <laughs> Honestly, I just can't stop laughing. But there we so go. Good. You should so see good. me trying to bowl. <laughs> you just the same. I'll come and watch if you do that little foot shuffle. He does. Uh, yeah, I, w- I went on a stag do recently, and we decided to go bowling, and it's put me off for life. It's uh, not not for me. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay then, uh, Doug, you're number seven, please. Um, right, number seven is uh, series six, episode four, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Um, now, this one, I feel like could almost have been uh, like a segment of a Treehouse of Horror episode. Mm. Um, if you sort of take away, well, 
I'll have a lot of it and just have it as a story where they're at a gym, scratchy land, having a bit of a good time, and then the robots go um, AWOL, um, or, or go rogue, rather. Then you've got a Trials of Horror. But I, I do wonder if that was sort of coined as an idea for that, and then they maybe realise, actually, there's a whole story here. Um, it's a meme goldmine. It's got... Um, uh, they're in, he's in the souvenir shop, and there's no uh, sign that says Bart, but there was a bot, and there's the... The oh, little awesome. boy is called Bort, and there's another guy around there called Bort. There's a, actually a massive Simpsons uh, Facebook group called Bort Posting. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's definitely iconic. And uh, the other great line is is when um, Lisa wheels Bart on a wheelbarrow into the bedroom, and she's like, Bart's dead, dead serious about going to itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> Again, it's been memed and parodied so much. And then and then the parody wise itself obviously it's a parody of Disneyland there's a really good Fantasia sketch um, as they're going in it's a bit of a nod to Jurassic Park uh, and there's even a little mention uh, of Hitchcock uh, the birds as well which is really clever so loads of that going on um, and ultimately it's it's the simple idea that Marge just wants a holiday that isn't going to be riddled with embarrassment and of course Homer and Bart screw it up as as badly as they probably could. Mm. It's it's also a big parody of Westworld, isn't it? The movie Westworld, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where they yeah. went for um, as well. Mm. But yeah, it's a good one with the uh, the flash of the photography. That's right. Yeah, because they um, they're like the only family left on 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 the land because they've everyone's abandoned them because Bart and Homer have been like attacking them they've not attacked the robots have they they've attacked all the poor guys who are just dressed mm. in the itchy and scratchy costumes must be absolutely boiling and um and it turns it because i think it turns out home has been arrested for exactly the same thing uh we just don't see it happen <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah. saw on imdb it says at the time that the episode was produced new more stringent censorship laws had been put in place as a result the fox network tried to stop the writers from including itchy and scratchy cartoons in episodes in response the writers created this episode which they decided would be as violent as possible <laughs> there we go <laughs> fantastic yeah. that's what we want Fair the play. violent the violentest place on earth exactly exactly uh got the nail your number seven Mr. Plow. Oh, that's my number seven. Oh, is it? That's, that's my number my, seven. That's, that's my number three. Is but it? It's such a funny episode, this one. Uh, just from Homer getting the, the wagon to the rescue to the competition with Barney. There's so much to talk about in this one. So many different bits that, and obviously Homer's little sing along, Mr. Plow. Yes. Which uh, right. a friend of mine at work, that was his phone. When it, when his it? phone rang, that's what came up. But yeah, I, I think it's a great episode. This one it hasn't aged it's, at all. I'd say it's yeah, it's quintessential Simpsons. It's mm. like right up there. And there's um, I, I actually had it on DVD. I think it's maybe even the first DVD I ever got. But it was a Christmas compilation, uh, which bothers me because it's not a Christmas episode. It's just got snow in it, snow, like yeah. um, like Homer the Heretics got snow in it, but nothing to do with Christmas. Um. But I mean, it's not obviously Christmassy, but it is just—it's genius. And the uh, you got the Linda Ronstadt cameo, yeah. um, and she's doing the Spanish version That's of right. uh, the parking, and it's beautiful. It, <laughs> it sounds really, really good. And Barney's just not remotely bothered. He's punching well above his weight. He's just like, <laughs> no, yeah, you do you. 
She's got an amazing voice. She's got such a beautiful voice. Obviously, mm. Adam West in it as well. He's in, oh, why yeah, doesn't anybody do the bad to see? And he's going, oh, <laughs> ah, he, oh, and we just says, just don't you know, don't have eye contact. Just walk away. Just walk just away. Back away. Yeah. Um, so there's good. a scene at the school where Homer's like plowed the school so that they can actually go in, and all the bullies like Nelson and everyone, um, they pelt Bart with snowballs. When I read uh, that is um, a parody of The Godfather uh, when Sonny um, gets butchered, basically yeah. at the, uh, oh, at the uh, uh, yeah. toll booth. Shot at the toll yeah, booth. The toll yeah, booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, I must have seen that episode ten, fifteen times before mm. making that because it was when when you watch it like when you're a kid, it's one of those things. It's just funny watching him get pelted. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like you you see another layer to it, and it just like yeah, it just like well, it just adds another layer. It's genius. Those DVDs, Doug, were they the same as what they did on the VHS, where they put about four episodes on one? It was, day? yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it on the VHS as well. Mister Plow was on there. It might have been the same thing, but yeah, they kept releasing them, money making ones, weren't they? But they're always like the top episodes. So, so it might, I don't know, it might be you got the Christmas ones and the Treehouse of Horror ones and that. Yeah, I've I still mean, got I, a couple upstairs. I've got um, the box sets for I think something like two to seven, two to eight. I never bought them. I always found them too expensive to buy um, mm. from like HMV or something. But I'd always just get lucky, find them in CAX or in a charity shop. And I remember I'd bought whatever I bought, the newest one, seven or eight is. And then we went into lockdown, and the entire thing was on Disney Plus. I was like, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah, I've, I've, worked, got, I've, worked, I've, worked, I've worked hard for this <laughs> yeah I've got every DVD <laughs> to, box set up to 18 and then they stopped yeah. making them and started them again on Blu-ray only to stop it again because yeah. they put them on Disney yeah yeah. I mean well, because could, they, could, they, they would cost more than two or three months Disney Plus mm, subscription wouldn't they yeah or you can always go and sell them at Music Magpie or something like that for like 20p each mate I mean you get no. some of your money back when you they're worth keeping. Oh, no, no, it's it's an ornament, I've decided. Yeah. And also, they come so well. I mean, they were really good at the beginning until they decided to put the DVDs in the sleeve. Yeah. And scratched the DVDs. Yeah. But they came with booklets, artwork. Yeah, I got the first seven yeah. or eight of those as well. And the, you've got to keep them because there's stuff in there that you probably never see the light of again, which is... No. And loads of makings yeah. of and everything, so... Brilliant. Yeah, they're, they're the kind of cases like they're almost sort of memorabilia, not just a... Mm. it's the plastic box that it comes in exactly yeah no they're, they're, they're here to stay I've had this argument with my girlfriend many a time um, but my shelf of DVDs isn't going anywhere no mm, yeah nor yeah. should it nor, nor should, should it, it. I'm with you so it'll be the to... new be the new vinyl one day <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know what, would, would it though I, I notice people are no. selling VHS again and people are buying VHS again yeah, yeah. yeah I, I bought I bought a VHS player the other day for a fiver you know like I, I, don't, I don't mind paying that. I've, I've, I've got the only version of Star Wars, uh, the old ones that I've got that hasn't been remastered, um, is a cassette. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't, I don't know if you me. can even, it should be, well, you probably can get the originals, but I'm going to stick with my VHS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, likely. I know, I've, got a, uh, I've got a box full of VHS that I just can't throw out because they're special Cause it's editions. porn, Neil. Because it's porn, <laughs> isn't it? That's why. Well, no, I've, hey. I've upgraded now. I'm Big on the old... three, you're not going to get much for that on Music <laughs> Magpie, are you? <laughs> yeah. 40 and above. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> See, I just made a name up. You had that one because you know that there's one called 40 and above. I always remembered that one in the shop. Always remember because I always wanted to see whether they were as big as it looked. <laughs> when you mean 40 and above, do you mean that's the age? Or that's the size know. of the boots? I don't know because every time, because they always, going back to people that don't remember the, you know, the glam rags and everything, the naughty rags. They always stack them so you could only just see the, the lady, couldn't you? They were oh, never on full. I don't know. I never used to look at those videos. So I don't so, know. Of to. course you did. I bet you got your mates to go and buy you one. That's what you nope. used to do. I used to go and buy another, well, go and rent another video and one of those and put that one underneath the video that I'd rent. So, I, <laughs> so you would never know. That's what I would do. Uh, yeah. oh, anyway. This is taking a turn. <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons porn. <clears throat> yes. I'm sure you can see, I'm sure you can see things I'm like sure that, but we're not going to, let's not go down that route. Uh, Doug, you're number six, please. Oh yeah. So we all, yeah, we yeah, all had, we're doing a um, podcast, mate. Yeah. We, no, <laughs> I know. Just say we all, we all had, we all had Mr. Cloud, didn't we? Yeah. We yeah, did. I, yeah. yeah. That was my number you had as well. Yeah. No, of course we all did. It's a masterpiece. Right. Number six. Yes. Am I on number six? You Excellent. are number six. Yeah. Uh, series seven. That's why I got confused. Uh, series seven, episode four, Bart sells his soul. Um, I had two episodes in mind where I think in the same season where Bart makes a poor decision and it's a uh, theme of the episode. Um, so it was between this and uh, Marge Be Not Proud, the one where um, Bart gets caught shot with him. Oh, yeah. I went for this one because as well as that whole brilliant storyline, it's got uh, the Uncle Moe's storyline running alongside it. Um, I think the story of Bart selling his soul to Melas. Melas is a prick, isn't he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a pretty, pretty dark one. Um, it just gets worse and worse. You know, like when Marge gives him a cuddle, he doesn't feel anything. He doesn't find itching, scratchy, funny. Uh, and the worst, uh, when he goes to the quickie mart and the automatic door doesn't work because he doesn't have a soul. And when all through my life, whenever I've gone to somewhere with an automatic door, I worry that it's not going to open and that I won't I'll, I'll realise then that I don't have a soul, especially on trains because there is actually a button that you have to press. I'm like, fine, it's not on my... Oh, I do have a soul. Jolly good. Um, but is alongside that, where, that, I think... I was just going to quickly ask, is that the episode where he buys the dinosaur or he's got the dinosaur and wets it up and he thinks it's going to be massive and it just... That's drops. right. That's the one. And it, it just... Yeah, yeah. Um when he, he imagines it like gobbling Lisa up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Lisa ultimately uh, comes to his rescue. Um, and the whole Uncle Moe's thing on the side is, is just so, so funny. <laughs> like, he gets like an industrial fat fryer and he's like, you could deep, deep fry a buffalo in 40 seconds. Home is like, 40 seconds, I want it now. <laughs> um, just like little bits like, um, and work in hospitality as well myself. Uh, Mo says a line about how you know people don't drink like they used to, and I, I'm finding that at the moment post COVID, um, people are looking after themselves better. It's terrible <laughs> going on. <laughs> so yeah, those two alongside, it's a pretty pretty perfect episode for me. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I'm not gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it. You say it. You say oh, it. I can because I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna do it anyway, but. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for the Patreon video playlist. I'm going to have to see if there are clips because I can't put the whole episodes. I'm sure the whole episodes aren't going to be up on YouTube. There might be um, some of them. Some of them might be, but I'll put. I'll try and put as much clips of each episode that we mm. mention uh, up on the video playlist. Uh, Neil, you're number six, please. So it's the last temptation of Homer. This is the one with um, the series five, episode nine. It's the one with Michelle Pfeiffer and joins the nuclear plant. 
and works alongside Homer and Homer does everything but starts to find himself attracted to her and then they get sent both together off to uh, a hotel to do an expo um, and that's where he gets really questioned on his loyalty to Marge where he, so much so he hears the vacuum cleaner going down the hall that sounds exactly like Marge <laughs> um, it's a really sweet episode you know it shows um, Homer's love for Marge as well but it's also bloody funny in places and it's also isn't it's I, I think it's the one where Bart becomes the nerd as well so he gets the he has to wear the thick glasses he gets the spray in the um throat and then has to wear the high platform shoes to correct his walking um and then obviously finds out where the secret nerd room is and everything like that so you got those two running alongside each other but yeah it's I've got, I've got mixed up um, I get all mixed up with uh, it, now. I know it's bloody. It's Colonel Homer where he is learning. Is learning. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, no, yeah, get those confused. But yeah, the last temptation was it was great. Um, you feel no, so bad for Marge. Um, yeah. Like, yes. So is it is it that episode hard, or is it um, Colonel Homer where Homer says, "No, like, we're going to have to have sex now." That's that one. Stop. Yeah, that's where he gets really temptation of Homer. Yeah, she asks him what's wrong. We're gonna have <laughs> sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. And Michelle Pfeiffer voices that so well. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, which is funny you should say, Doug, because my number six is Colonel Homer. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there you go. Series three, episode 20, where Homer becomes basically Colonel Tom Parker, but it all stems from Marge having a go at him in the cinema. And making him feel like stupid, so he he when he gets home, he throws everybody out of the car. On it's on the drive home is great because he know uh, Bart draws like a a pair of eyes and a nose <laughs> on the back of his on yeah. the back of his head, and is t- taking the piss out of him that way. But um, but Marge has a go at him, so he decides to go off, and then he sees Lurline, uh singing in a bar. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo from Vacation awesome. Movies is the one that did the voice, yeah. And uh, he becomes her manager and she buys him a suit and obviously Marge gets very irate and very jealous. And when they're in they're the in, studio... They're in this, yeah, I think I know what you're going to say, yeah. They're in the studio and like the, the engineer is saying, like, all I can hear this this... On the track, there's this grinding noise and it's Marge with her teeth because she's so... Oh, yeah. She's so jealous. But that was the thing because... Lurleen falls in love with Homer, mm. but I'm pretty sure that was, I, I thought they, there was a point where it got to the point that Homer says, no, we're going to have to have sex. But that was obviously the last temptation yeah. of Homer. Um, but also again, he meets Lurleen again, doesn't he? She reappears later on again. In monorail. Is, yeah. Monorail. Yeah. But she, she spent the night in the ditch, didn't she? So she's obviously not having a good time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, she, so, I mean, she sings, it is, it's dead funny when she's, Sings a song that's basically saying "bunk with me tonight," bunk and Homer's like, "Uh huh, yeah, 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 uh huh." And even after she's finishing, he's like, "She's still sort of saying, uh, there was a hidden message." Homer's like, "What? Don't like, yeah." yeah he goes, oh, bl- "That bl- was bl- really bl- hot, wasn't it?" He said, "Someone would have to be dead not to get the message of that." Bye. <laughs> and then <nothing> goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, bunk with me tonight. Okay. Um, Oh, we haven't done the thing. Right, let's have a quick go at see if we can get any... Uh, right, Doug, you're going to go first. I'm going to spin the wheel. Let's see if we can get anybody... You should be able to hear it. Oh, I'm going to embarrass myself here. 
Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. You only got to do oh, that. Okay. Go on then. Excellent. Yay. Very good. <laughs> well done. Oh, wrong one. I was going to. So all you it. needed to do was. Oh, do you know now that I've said it, I've thought of so many more of my favourite lines, but we'll, I'll, I'll, quit while I'm ahead. I'll quit while I'm ahead. Yeah. I'll give you a round of applause for that one. Right. Ready, Neil? Yeah. Here we go. Who's it going to be? It's going to be hard, isn't it? Marge. Marge. Oh, me. <laughs> That'll do. Very good. Yeah. Bard. Hey, caramba. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, although I did think you sounded like a little Mexican. <laughs> that was a little bit. That was a bit. Okay, we've done that. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now it's time for this. Pop quiz, hot shot. It's quiz time. It's quiz time, everybody. Right. First one to three, Doug. Uh, as you're the guest, you can go first or you can go second. What would you like to do? Uh, I'll go first. Why not? You're going to go first. Okay, here we go. What is Marge's maiden name? Bouvier. Correct. Neil. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Which Prime Minister welcomed the Simpsons to the UK? Oh, wow. Funny you should say that. But Tony Blair. Is correct. Well done. Uh, number two, uh, for you, Doug, what is Lisa Simpson's IQ? 159. Wow. Wow. Very wow. impressive. Very wow. impressive. Neil, you're number two. What is the Simpsons' pet cat's name? Snowball. Oh. So, Doug, for the win. Uh-huh. Doug? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Can you hear yeah, me? Well, no, yeah, you, what, you need to answer this one. What is the name of The Simpsons' pet cat? Oh, right. I thought you were going to give me a different question. No, uh, no you got to see if you can. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Is it It's Snowball 2? Uh, win yeah. for Doug. He's on fire. The man uh, is Lisa's on. Lisa's IQ. I watched that quite recently. Oh, did you? Uh, I was going to say that's, that's that, is, that is jammy as fuck. If you'd asked me a question 
of that level from another episode, I'd have just panicked. And, yeah, <laughs> like that, that, is, that was very impressive. So just go through the last couple. Uh, what colour is the Simpsons iconic sofa? Either of you? Well, don't ask me. Oh, yeah, Neil, you're colourblind, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good question, uh, wouldn't it? It's... I guess it's just, is it brown or maroon? It's orange. Oh, orange. orange. Yeah, you see. Apparently so. I've, looked, what is, I've looked at it a hundred times recently, but it's unobservant. What is Marge's pet name for Homer? Homie. Homie is Homie. Homie. Who is Robert Underdunk Terwilliger, better known as? Sideshow Bob. It is. Oh, yeah, of course. And how many times has Krusty the Clown been married? Oh, no oh. idea. Three. Don't have a guess, Doug. Four. Fifteen. He's been married <laughs> no, fifteen. Fifteen times. Where, where where do we find that? Uh it was on the internet, so it has to be true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. probably has if you think about all the children he so say has had and yeah. everything like that. So exactly. Right, before we crack on, right. let's do one more of these. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, that's MR no, Burns. That's no good. MR Burns, that's no good because he already had an MR Burns. Oh, uh, I mean, I had another one. Oh, here we go. It's the big one. Oh, Krusty the Clown. Go on there, Doug. Oh, God. Um, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him saying that. No. We'll be. <laughs> wait, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll be with you in a minute, kids. This could be our ticket out of here, Mel. <laughs> there we go. Hey. Very good. Very good. Marge. You had Marge last time. I did. Oh, Christ's sake. What's going on? Oh. MR Burns. (laughs) MR Burns. Come on then, Neil. MR Burns. Release the hounds. (laughs) (laughs) Who have I got? Grandpa Simpson. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's I, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know. What's the what's the line that you said? What's the That dog's got my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, oh bollocks. Let's get on to the let's get on with the quiz. I failed that I failed you... terribly with that. It has reminded me of the episode I mentioned earlier, Dog of Death. There's a, an amazing line when Mr. Burns, he's in like, I don't know what he's doing. He's like, he's just lying in a glass uh, tank, like like Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> and he, um, he's, you know, he's just lying there relaxing. And Smithers is like, there's a sweet little boy at the door. Release the hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so at number five, Doug, you said Marge versus the monorail. Uh, uh-huh. So, Neil, what's your number five? Well, funny you should say who's the Prime Minister of England when they uh, did that episode. It's the Regina Monologues, the one that where they go to England and meet Tony Blair and have their escapades all around London and see things. There's a lot seen in there. It's Sir Ian McKellen's in it, isn't he? I oh, believe. What series was that? No way. Uh, that was series 15, episode four. But it also contains the lines, something along the line is, I've watched gigs dribble round somebody else when he's watching the football and makes it quite sexual. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, which is worth uh, finding out. I can't remember the exact line. I don't want to do it the disservice that I would. But it's it's great for us seeing uh, um, the Simpsons, Simpson Fi, London and other other bits. It's a funny episode. 
if if people haven't watched it, I really enjoy it, and there's loads of laugh out loud moments. So it was actually Tony Blair that did the voice. It's actually Tony Blair that did the voice. My goodness, man. I think as far as like celebrity cameos in The Simpsons, like the, getting the animation of the character right, I think that Tony Blair is, is got to be one of the best. It's yeah, it's like it's you know it's accurate enough because he's obviously got quite a distinctive facial features, and it is just really he looks really funny as well. He does. Um, he does. I did I, one of my pub quizzes that was the picture around like celebrity cameos in The Simpsons and some of them you just like that. I think like the Kim Basinger one, you're like, okay, that, that could be anyone, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, yeah. Whereas there's only, that can only be Tony Blair, that one. <laughs> yeah, and um, J.K. Rowling is also... Oh, yeah, of course she is. Yeah, she appeared in that, yeah. Uh, I need to watch yeah, that, that one then because I haven't seen, I can't ever remember seeing that one with Tony Blair in it, but there you go. It made, I mean, obviously it made the news over here quite oh, majorly, it? yeah, because it was the first time any sort of politician had done something of that ilk. Right. And I don't think they have since, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they've visited Britain uh, more recently with Olivia Coleman. Um, was that last season or two seasons ago? Oh, yeah. It, just, it was while, yeah. while she was in The Crown. So, I mean, it's got a, a big sort of Brexit rele- um, reference. Uh, groundskeeper where he's kind of the star of the show or being one of the few like British characters Uh, I mean and then to me I was like this is mental because that's just Sophie from Peep Show that's not right she can't be be in the Simpsons oh it's the woman from Hot Fuzz uh, the police police officer (laughs) but yeah I mean she's she's huge now isn't she well yeah and now being seen in Secret Invasion eh? that's right she is yeah 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 she's everywhere uh, my number five, um, one of the classic episodes, but it's a two-parter, Who Shot Mr. Burns? <laughs> um, I can remember watching that. I mean, it was at the height. It definitely parodied all those things like Who Shot JR and things like that. And I only watched it again yesterday. And so good how it holds up. And it holds up as a whodunit. It was so cleverly yeah. done. Can I can I check? Are you just doing part one and two together? I am as... doing part one and two together. Uh, okay. Well, so my number four is I've, I've chosen Who Shot Mr. Burns Part One. Um, I mean, I love them both, so I'll, I, I'm just going to add add them together. Um, okay. So we can say that that's my number four. Okay. I was going to say you can't have one without the other. No, I was going to. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're obviously the end of one season and the start of the second and the next yeah. season. But watching them together, it's yeah. it's great because it's just, it's very, very clever. I mean, Mr. Burns yeah. is his most evil yeah. and, and yeah. doesn't care about it so Give much so that, that candy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like taking candy from a baby. Yes. Yeah, uh, they are. I mean, I've I've put in my notes, you know, they're, they're equal terms. It was more like if I had to choose one of them. Uh, cheers, mate. Thank you. Uh, if, I had, <laughs> if I had to uh, choose one of them, then it, it's part one because it sets everything up. But like you're both right together, it's probably as big as The Simpsons had got uh, so far. You know, at the yeah. time, yeah, everyone was a, talking about it. Is there celebrity cameos in that one? Um, because I can't seem to remember. I mean, so, obviously, no, uh, they they go back to it, don't they? In one of the highlights, or, or they talk about it and. Lisa says about Maggie shooting Mr. Burns. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, and they and what? Homer goes. I think Smith. I thought Smithers did it or something. Yeah. And no. Lisa goes. Ep- the ep- the hundred and thirty eighth episode spectacular showed like um mm. uh, like a different ending That's where right. it was Smithers that shot him. 
And and Lisa goes, well, that would have made more sense. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Well, they wanted um, they wanted Barney to do it, or some of the producers did, because uh, they and they were going to send him away and and you know bring him back in future episodes, uh, future series. Sorry, that was also coined as an idea. Um, which, but I'm, I mean, I'm so glad they did it the way they did. Um, and I'll, I'll stick, maybe there's not a celebrity cameo just because it's part of the joke is it's everyone in Springfield, the characters that we all know, they're all, everyone's a suspect. Like Marge says, so you probably don't necessarily need one. Um, and well, I've got written down my favorite bit, but I've lost it. Oh yeah, no, it's when he, um, it's quite early in, in the first part uh, when he visits Springfield school disguised as a student yeah and uh <laughs> skinner's like i don't have an intercom or a secretary yeah, but he comes in dressed as jimbo and his opening line is oh hi there dean <laughs> <laughs> just oh best best yeah. tito, um, tito puente was the coming oh out. yeah oh and that song that he produces is a banger as well yeah. Yeah, it really the burns. That's it. <laughs> That's right. And you can see Chief, Chief Wiggum, and they're like nodding their heads. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, right, Neil, you're number four. Okay, we talked about everybody appearing. Uh, 22 short films about Springfield, series seven, episode 21. Now, this is um, a clever trope. It's obviously based on a film. I think it's called 20, uh, 33 Stories about Carlo or something. I can't remember. Uh, but it's been it's got it's parodied from Pulp Fiction. It's got parodies of everything in this one, where everybody's story overlaps. So each main character gets a, a like a five minute little segment, and it overlaps into the next one. So you have got Barton Milhouse on their adventures, and so on. I, can't, I mean, there's too many to mention, but it all streams so seamlessly. It se- it almost feels like a different episode to The Simpsons. It's a little bit on the formula of the way they've written it and that, but it's still got the amazing laughs and everything. Um, and do you two remember this one? I do remember. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah. you mentioned Pulp Fiction. I think, that, is there a scene in like an old school American diner, a, like the, a bit like the beginning? Well, it's got is the car as well. And they, they, yeah. Yeah. The scene with the car where he runs over Butch, doesn't he, when he sees him? Um, I can't remember which character is now off the top of my head. I'll have to watch it again. And is there the, the kidnap scene? There's a kidnap scene where Kirk Van Houten walks in. That's right. Sees the munition. Is is it that because it's like I say, there's so much going on. Yeah, there's so much going on. I believe that is the episode. It's definitely got the car crash. What you know when he runs somebody over. Yeah, and bits like that. But yeah, it just involves pretty much all of the Simpsons characters, which is always great to see. You know, and I always say it's something they missed on the movie. Um, mm. You know, the movie's funny and it makes me laugh and it's got some good moments in, but it completely missed all the other characters out, which I miss them in the film. Mm. Um, and so this is sort of like a highlight for me. I know it came out before the film, did it? I think so. But yes, yeah, so it would have done. Yeah, I mean, isn't the film? Have you might no? Is, is it post series Tenet? I can't I honestly remember, Doug. Yeah, I can't remember. It's about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. The movie came out. I'm pretty sure. I, well, I, it says I on IMDb it. That, it, that the episode was based on Pulp Fiction, is what they're saying it was. Yeah. Because I think there was a few couple of the strands of storyline were definitely sort of lifted. Oh, yeah, they from do. Pulp they Fiction, do. They link straight into one another, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's a clever episode. How long does it go on for? Because it, uh, it does feel like a longer episode in that one. Uh, as well. I think that one is 30 minutes, I think. 
Yeah, because they bring so... Oh, oh no, 20, much... 22 minutes. Is that all? Yeah. But that it brings bonkers. everybody in, which is so, so good to see. You get to see them all pretty much. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's just that's sensational writing, isn't it? It's 20, yeah. 22 stories in 22 minutes. Presumably, it was one of the shorter versions of the opening credits, then. I would imagine uh, so. Gotta yeah. be, yeah. Unless that was one of the stories. Um, I mean, you mentioned it's there. I mean, I, I, I do love the film. I even thought, can I justify putting the film as an episode? But I didn't because it's. <laughs> It's mm. its own. It's its own thing. But uh, I mean, yeah, seeing seeing that in the cinema was just unreal. Yeah, we've spoke about uh, it many times. Indeed. You know that just they were brave with it, which is good. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see because apparently they've been commissioned to do a second movie now, haven't they? Well, so why why so why yeah. so soon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I mean that's. Uh, that's as long as it I goes think. to the cinema, not just straight onto Disney Plus. Oh, like yeah, they're, the ma- they're making a chicken run too, but it's not going to be in the cinema. And like, there's are. so much shite in the uh, in the cinema that, that that makes it there, but uh, but not the sequel to Chicken Run. I'm fuming. Mm. Um, get very angry no, about this, guys. No, no Mel Gibson <laughs> though in this one, is it? Is Who's doing the voice this no. time? Um, it, oh, I don't remember who's replaced him. I know, but Julie uh, Swallower. I don't think that's how you say her name. Yeah. But, um, yeah. She's, she's been replaced by Fandy mm. Newton. Yeah. And uh, she was apparently, she was told that she sounded too old. And I was thinking, well, for crying out loud, if she's too old to do Ginger, then how would Julie Kavanagh and Dan Caster, exactly. la 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 la, exactly. and so well, on. Jane yeah, Horrocks is back, isn't she? She's back for days. That, what, that one. Yeah. yeah I find it because if, if they recast Babs, people just wouldn't go. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I, think, I think Imelda Staunton is back as Bunty as well. I would hope. Oh, oh, uh, I think they've had to recast Fowler because that actor's uh, passed away since. Yeah. Um, Cameron Bruce, who's doing it instead of Mel Gibson. I'm going to have a look. Oh, dear. That does worry you, doesn't it? It's a, Disney need to stop this. They do need to stop this. I mean, that new Full Monty series, I, I, I haven't watched it, but I've spoken to people that have who were fans of the movie and said, don't bother. Don't bother going there. Don't, they've changed all the ethos of what... The full Monty was about Zachary so. Levi. Ah, okay, yeah, Zachary Levi. who was um, uh, what's his name? Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, he's playing Rocky. Ah, okay, there you go. Okay, my number four. I have actually already mentioned this episode on a previous. Um, I can't remember which top ten it was, but it's uh, and Maggie makes three season six episode. Oh 30, yeah, oh uh, yeah, where. Homer um, just has his final paycheck and he's finally, he's out of debt. He's got no worries. He goes and plays Mr. Burns' heads, head like a bongo yeah. and quits his job and goes and works in a, a bowling alley, uh, then has a night of passion with Marge and that's where Maggie comes along and ruins his life, basically. But when they ask where all the pictures are, they're at work because it's... Um, What's the demotivational plaque? Is it something like? Is it like remember you're here? Yeah, forever. don't forget you're here forever. Don't forget you're here forever. Is, yeah. yeah, and so he makes the puts the pictures in a certain way that it says do it for her, and I think that's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I think it might have been the like, greatest TV episodes thing they ever did. Or something yeah, like I that. think it might have been. So yeah. In that theory, it should be my number one, but it's not. So I've ballsed all that up. But anyway, <clears throat> that's basically what the episode is, and it's so sweet and it's so funny, and the way that he he just totally like. Um, <laughs> sort of beats um, Mr. Burns up is just so funny, and he keeps like 
in his bald head. Bongo in his bald head. I think he said, head. I was so angry that I, that I just was frozen with rage that I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. yeah he's still sort of um, almost in denial because the news has been leaked that Marge is pregnant again. And uh, he's just, people are sort of trying to tell him, I think maybe like Chief Wiggum and a few like sort of say, congratulations. <laughs> that's and right. he thinks they're talking about him being good at bowling. Is yeah, it that's like? right. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's another one where he's just so, so oblivious and it's yeah. just, it, it, yeah, it hurts yeah, my so, ribs. Yeah, they, they <laughs> so give him a, a lovely like, like jacket, like bowling jacket to say thank you for his hard work. And as he goes back to the nuclear power station, the acid rain just melts it off his shoulders. That's right. <laughs> when he has to go back and beg for his job, he's not allowed to go through the door. He's got to go through this little cubby hole that he has to go on his hands and knees to beg Mr. Burns back for his job. Oh, so sad. But it's such a it's such a sweet episode at the end. Mm. It's like a lot of the Simpsons episodes. They always come round in the end to being that he's a sweet family man and they love each other and they'll do anything for each other, which is sort of the point, I suppose. Uh, okay, Doug, Mr. Play was your number three. So, uh-huh. Neil, what's your number three? Blaming Moe's. Series hey. three, episode 10. It's an absolute banger, this one. Homer obviously uh, divulges his... Um, secret drink that he concocted with cough syrup and called it a flaming homer mo, mo steals it and becomes an instant success i believe it's got um is it aerosmith in it isn't it it's aerosmith yeah, yeah. that's it who appear and obviously uh mo cuts homer right out of it and homer becomes the almost like the phantom of the opera in the um and it all goes tits up but it's it's hilarious the whole episode is hilarious and I don't know what else to say about it, really, that it is a born there's, classic. I've only just thought about it now, having talked about Mr. Plough earlier. There's, you know, probably a few episodes where Homer really does get done over by all his friends mm. from the bar. You know, Mo is awful. In this episode, Barney is awful to him yeah. in Mr. Plough. Um, and it, it, it does sort of go full circle when he uh, when he, he does the big reveal that the ingredients cough syrup and he's... He's acting like a supervillain. He's got this crazy laugh. He's all, he's turning mm. into a bit of a maniac. Well, he's up in the rafters of the roof, isn't he? That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cloak. That's why I said, like Phantom of the Opera. It was just uh, uh, so funny. But yeah. yeah, I really liked as well how Bart. It's it's like a show and tell at school, and Bart's hero is is Homer, and he and he tells everyone, and everyone's sort of taking the piss out of him, saying, "What? It's not a flaming Homer. It's a flaming man." And I just mm. love how naive Bart is because he would have known by then that the idea had been nicked. And he, he just, but he was adamant that he was just going to go in and uh, tell everyone about his own dad. I thought, I remember thinking that was really nice. So yeah. <laughs> felt so, he, he, even the teacher's not on his side. Mm. Like she's a bit, bit of a bitch, isn't she? <laughs> she doesn't like Bart. <laughs> no. Oh, bless. Okay. So that was your number three, Neil. That was. Yes. My number three, series two, episode two, Simpson and Delilah. Uh, this is the Demoxenil episode oh. where um, Homer manages to get some amazing hair treatment oil for uh, for $1,000 that he claims off of his uh, company or uh, work insurance. <coughs> Excuse me. And wakes up with a wonderful head. If only it was true, I'd pay a thousand dollars for that. A wonderful head of hair, which makes him this go getting executive where he uh, gets given the key to the executive toilet, gets this um, uh, personal assistant called uh, Carl, played by Harvey Firestein. What a voice that man mm. has. Oh my God. 
uh, I was watching that episode with headphones on and I was getting shivers down my spine whenever he was talking. <laughs> it was like, it was so good. Uh, but it's not, I, I noticed it series two, episode two is not quite the Homer voice that we know and love. It's still not quite. Was it still series one Homer voice? Yeah, was it, it was still so a little, not quite the full Walter Matthau kind of voice. Mm. Um, but as an episode, it is just so funny. And the fact that, um, that Bart decides that he wants to try and take the last little bit of Demoxanil and like put it over his chin so that he's going to look older to all of his mates and drops it on right. the floor. And then all of a sudden Homer's losing all his hair. And oh, I, I, There's a really, really good visual, isn't there, of the hair just like having all disappeared and it's on yeah. the floor. You know, you, know, you know what's coming. He's got one little oh, puddle left it. and he's just di- trying to dip his head into the last little puddle because we'll he hasn't it. got $1,000 left. <clears throat> Um, and then ends up just uh, going back to his old ways. But uh, another another one with a really sweet end to it. But I feel Homer's pain when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, okay, then, Doug, you're number two. My number two, uh, sort of spoiled the plot at the very top of the episode, is um, series six, episode six, Treehouse of Horror, number five. Um, it's, it's my favourite Treehouse of Horror um not not by miles, but it's definitely is my uh, number one. Um, I think we probably uh, could could get away with doing an episode where we list the top ten uh, trios of horror segments. So not yeah. episode, but obviously that's that's like split into three. Uh, I think all three of these are perfect. So um, the shinning, um, where, where to even start is so so funny. There's I remember the sketch where he goes crazy um in front of marge when i was little that was hilarious um then years later watched the shining and then seeing like the scene in the bar uh with mo and the scene in the snow and everything it's it's just so so clever it's, it's my favorite parody um and then i w- won't talk too much about each one um because it's a three-part um then you've got time and punishment um, is that the one with the toaster is it with the t- his hands trapped in a toaster Sorry. and he accidentally turns it into a time machine and um, there's a cameo of uh, Sherman and Peabody um, yeah. which leads into the inevitable Karen Kodo cameo um, there's also a cameo uh, from James Earl Jones um, Ma- Maggie turns into James Earl Jones but I mean why not uh, <laughs> of course <laughs> and, uh, and of course again, again uh, Homan loves to eat um, sausages he's escaping the world that's run by Ned Flanders and uh, he's being chased by the dogs not Ned, Ned has released the hounds should we say and uh, he finds these wieners but instead of throwing to the dogs he eats them and they give him the quick energy to get away from them and then um, so the first two segments are really really Homer heavy um, but then the last one it's told from Bart and Lisa's point of view it's the nightmare cafeteria where the teacher's uh, eating the kids basically because detention's overcrowded overcrowded prison as it were mm. uh, Millhouse gets his comeuppance I've mentioned it a sort of I think Millhouse is a bellend um, so that's good and then it um, Uta disappears which is a running joke in later episodes you might remember um, and then just to top it off they do that dance at the end where they turn inside out and just from oh, that's the, right. the first minutes of the last is so so funny mm. Um, and yeah, it was. Like, it wasn't always going to be this high up my list, but um, it's. I think you might have found the same thing. I rewatched the. It's the ones that I've rewatched more recently. 
yeah. that are definitely, you know, top end. What number was it? Treehouse? It's uh, it's the fifth one. So there's one Definitely. every series apart from the first series. Wasn't the, the, it? Fir- the first ever one was series two. I think maybe like episode two or episode three. Quite quite early. Mm. Um, that that could it's, we, tree, it's we, Treehouse of Horror V. In future, we could do the top ten Treehouse of Horror stories, couldn't we? Without a doubt, because yeah. there are so many good ones. Yeah, around Halloween. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. we'll pencil you in Doug we'll pencil yeah. you in <laughs> I'm trying to pretend sit here smuggle on the camera like I haven't been thinking about yeah. that the entire time <laughs> <laughs> I've been planning this podcast uh, excellent excellent okay then Neil you're number two so it's another uh, movie parody it's Cape Fear series five episode two uh, Sideshow Bob hunts down Bart die Bart die um, and it's the it's all the the <laughs> <Bart it>. <laughs> Um, and it's it's, it's sideshow Bob, uh, but it, it also has probably one of the funniest things, which they brought back even recently, is the is the um, rakes on the floor, um, which I think is one of the funniest moments ever in The Simpsons because they weren't shy away, about coming away from it. You know, they let it just keep going and playing that joke, ugh, ugh, just constantly yeah. just hilarious. But also you've got Homer, who's the prick in the cinema, rather than Sideshow Bob from the Cape Fear bit. He's the one laughing obnoxiously. But, yeah, it's a great parody and hilarious. Apparently um, they uh, recorded Kelsey Grammer doing the the rape thing. I I really can't do justice to to the sound that he makes. But just the once, and then they just kept looping it. like it's just so perfect, isn't it? And it is, and the length—I just love the length of it because it just keeps going. Mm. <laughs> it sort of stopped. It stopped being funny and then starts being funny yeah, again. It just honestly, I could watch that moment over and over. It's one of those moments. Very, very. I actually, I actually read a bit where that bit that you just said about Doug, and they were saying that. I mean, obviously, comedy is that rule of three, isn't it? That you mm. have to like do it three times. But the, I think it was the producer said that they wanted it to be to go on so long that it was funny. Then it was not funny anymore, and then it because it was going on so long, it became yeah. even funnier. Yeah. It and gets that, ridiculous, yeah, because you almost get sick of it, and then actually, you're like, no, this is <laughs> it's genius. Exactly, exactly, it is yeah. genius. Genius. I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Oh, my, my, my iPad has decided to uh, fuck about. Oh, okay. no. Okay. Uh, my number two. Ah, oh, that's what I was going to do. Hang on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit here for 10 minutes while you do it. I'm kind of sad that I didn't get that in the uh, in the impressions oh, no. challenge. Is that, Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, yeah I, to be fair, I thought about it and I should have put that as one of the one of the stings for the um, mm. the 10 facts. Uh, okay, my number two is King Size Homer from Series 7, Episode 7. <laughs> um, if, if not just for the moo-moo, uh, that's one thing. Um, again, I can, I, I can sort of feel his pain in regards to how easy it is. The one thing is, though, I mean... I looked at it and I thought he had to get the 300 pounds, didn't he? And then it was, right. it was that moment when he was just struggling. And I think, wasn't it he had some Play-Doh or something? It's it the Play-Doh, but he also Maggie's. had his belly but hanging yeah, on. Yeah, and there's the fact that he just got the 300 and then he went, Bart went, Dad, your, your, your belly's hanging on the towel rack. And, then, <laughs> and all of a sudden he was 315. Um, 
and it's the fact that right at the end, like he's, I think, isn't it? Um, Mr. Burns is sort of trying to put him through some kind of way to lose weight. Oh, what? I'll just get you the surgery. Woohoo! <laughs> and the indignation of when he he's not allowed in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. I, get, he, um, I, I can feel his pain. Did either of you ever play Simpsons Hit and Run? A long, Very long not, time ago. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, well, I, I played it sort of when it came out, but then when we were knew we were going into lockdown, um, the f- the first time I bought a GameCube on eBay for like thirty quid or something, and bought Simpsons Hit and Run for thirty five quid, it just shows kind of yeah. how much people value and respect the game that it costs more than the bloody you know console. And um, I think if I remember rightly, one of the characters you can unlock is is King Size Homer. Oh, is it? Uh, right. I think because there's, I think it's like you can get the Quickie Mart and like they've all got the different outfits. You know, you've got Bartman, you've got Lisa in like a jazz musical things, uh, and yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you can unlock Homer in his big dress. That's a great thing, really. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. I mean that that game, like I wanted to give that game a shout out because it's just phenomenal. It's, it's so been good. a long, long time ago since I had a go on that. Yeah, yeah. Me, but it's also he's the hero, isn't he? At the end of that, he saves the nuclear. He meltdown. does. He does because of his mm. size. When he's being spoken to and presented the ward, you keep hearing his little giggle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they're spraying him, aren't they, from inside? Uh, That's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, before we release our... uh, Release, reveal our number ones. Before we release the hounds. uh, Doug, (laughs) give us your um, your rundown from 10 to 2, please. Neil will do the same, and then I'll do the same. Oakley, Oakley, do. Nice. Uh, Nice. In 10th place, Grift of the Magi. A pronunciation I needed to Google. Uh, ninth, Home of the Vigilante. Eighth, Dog of Death. Seventh, Itchy and Scratchy Lion. Sixth, Bart Sells His Soul. Uh, fifth, March versus the Monorail. Fourth, Who Shot Mr. Burns. Uh, I'm upgrading this to part one and part two. That's Thank fair you, enough. Uh, third, I missed the plow. <laughs> Second, uh, Treehouse of Horror 5. Wonderful. Neil? So I've got... Deep Space Homer, Series 5, Episode 15. Number 9, Marge versus the Monorail, Series 4, Episode 12. Number 8, Trash of the Titans, Series 9, Episode 22. Number 7, Mr. Plow, Series 4, Episode 9. Number 6, The Last Temptation of Homer, Series 5, Episode 9. Number 5, The Regina Monologue, Series 15, Episode 4. Number 4, 22 Short Films About Springfield, Series 7, Episode 21. Number 3, Flaming Moe's, Series 3, Episode 10. And number 2, Cape Fear, Series 5, Episode 2. Thank you. And mine is number 10, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? 9, Last Exit to Springfield. 8, Bart Gets Famous. Mm. Seven, name again is Mr. Plow. That name again is Mr. Plow. Mr. Plow. Uh, number seven. Number six, Colonel Homer. Five, Who Shot Mr. Burns, parts one and two. Four, and Maggie makes three. Three, Simpson and Delilah. And two, King Size Homer. So, Doug, what is your number one Simpsons episode? Well, I had to keep my mouth shut just now uh, it is cape fear that is my number one that's yeah. my, and i really thought we were gonna have a full house and then neil had to ruin it with number two no yeah well, that's my number one as well yeah. but i mean not not to worry because i mean there's so much to say isn't there there's loads in that episode um i mean i've, I've got i mean um the, the bit that makes me laugh the most maybe even more than the the rake sketch is when they're changing the identity 
And he's like, oh, yeah. from now on, your name will be Homer Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Like, just that. But again, we're going, again, I keep saying about oblivious Homer. Like, it just makes me, like, absolutely die. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, to the extent he's like, when I say hello, Mr. Thompson, and stamp on your foot, you nod. <laughs> I think um, he's speaking to you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think Kelsey Grammer's just got a fantastic voice. Yeah. Um, he does the whole like HMS Pinafore as well. And um, when he's in, he does that whole die, Bart, die. And it's, no, it's the, Bart, the. And That's then someone it. in the jury goes, well, someone who talks German can't be all that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's just so good. Well, but yeah, the jury are well on his side, aren't they? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like Selma says, um, like he tried, he tried to kill me on our honeymoon, and he's like, "How many people are thinking of killing her right, right now?" Yeah. <laughs> but but for me, it, number one is just it's that's it. That's all it's for. It just that would be number one. Just hold all of that. Yeah. You can have 22 minutes of just that, and I would just, I would find that. I'm, I'm sure on YouTube there must be just that for 20, 20 but minutes. But I also love the fact that when he when he has come back in later series, they put a rake in. Yes, which makes me laugh. Yeah. It's always a callback to him and that those rakes. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm, they... I'm like... go on, Dan. go on, yeah, no, go on. Just to throw in more cultural references, he stays in a Bates Motel. That's right. Um, at Terra Lakes, a, a psycho reference. Uh, Flanders um, scares Bart with wearing his uh, spiky glove things. I, oh, the hedge Not man Elm Street. And even um, the Itchy and Scratchy episode that Bart doesn't find funny because he's, you know, quite scared is um, there's a Goldfinger reference as well. It's the the laser from Goldfinger. Yes, um, and then but on top of that, you've got all the the Cape Fear stuff. Which again, when I first saw this, never seen Cape Fear. Um, but the bit like the Leave Town sketch, it just a kid just on its own without any um, kind of film parody context was still just incredibly funny. Just the way they did it, and then and then again another layer. I, and I understand. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading in the facts that actually in the original Cape Fear. Uh, with Robert Mitchum, he stayed in the um, Bates Motel in the movie. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't realise yeah, that. When he was original. beating some person up, I didn't realise that. Mm. So there you go. Because um, that that's sixty two. That's the, the original, yeah, possibly. And 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 Psycho is sixty. Yeah, that wow. That's, I just wow. used it. It would have been I'll on the Universal out, yeah. lot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gone in the up. Put us out of misery. What's your number one? The Springfield Files. Um, ah. I love this episode. This is one that I've watched more than any other. Well, obviously a parody of the X-Files, and it's just Homer coming home late one night, and he what gets spooked this? out. This is season eight, episode 10. Homer coming late home from the pub or bar, drunk, and he sees a glowing alien. No one believes him. Um, obviously Mulder and Scully turn up, um, and Marge thinks they've come to get her for stealing the pens from the, the shop. <laughs> um it's got everything in. Uh, Leonard Nimoy leading um, the sing song where they all go to see him. And obviously it turns out to be Mr. Burns, but it's all through it. It's the bit when they're testing Homer. So first of all, they make him run yes. and he's still running. And she he says, hasn't he run enough? And she says, no, it's hypnotic, like watching yeah. a lava lamp. 
Um, you've got the bit where he gets drunk, where he's recreating where he was the night, and he's <laughs> sat with a Mulder and Scully. He's getting more and more drunk, and then he sort of flirts with Scully, and and then and then he gets really upset because he says he's married, and then all of a sudden just goes, "Ooh, Penny!" <laughs> and falls <laughs> off the all those little lovely Homerisms. Um, and it just ends with the great sing song where they're all singing the song from Hair, you know, Age of Aquarius and all of that. And oh, and the, he, he like runs through a through a wheat field. That's um, it. Like, like Theresa May. And uh, he runs through the wheat field and it spells, is it like ya? Or no, like, it's do. Or, is no. it do? Yeah, and yeah. he's got the exclamation mark, which he actually and he jumps, jumps to, to the exclamation mark, yeah. And that's where the line where um, Grandpa mm. makes him jump when he's walking home and all these spooky things are happening. But obviously, you first get the bus go past with the orchestra doing the scary music. Grandpa comes out lost yeah. and then says, that dog stole my teeth. <laughs> and it was a turtle running away with his teeth in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All of those, and it's just full of them, absolutely full yeah. of them. But it's opened by Leonard Nimoy and Nimoy enclosed. He's like the narrator, isn't he? The Springfield that, that, Files. That bus, that bus you just mentioned. They're playing the Psycho song. That's right. They? Of course they yeah. are. The yeah. Psycho theme. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, genius, genius. Yeah, and that's my most yeah. watched episode. That one, I just love it to pieces. Great. Okay, we've got some honourable mentions here. Uh, Kirsten Prynne, uh, our guest from last week. Hello, Kirsten. Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 5, where Homer turns the toaster into a time machine. The teachers are eating the students in school, and there is a parody of The Shinning, of course. Rick Tindall says, So many. Flaming Moes, Homer at the Bat, Homer's Barbershop Quartet, Bart After Dark, A Millhouse Divided, Simpson Califragilistic XP, mm. uh, Annoying Grunt, uh, Josius, or whatever it is, The Springfield Files, <laughs> and The City of New York versus Homer Simpson, and so many more. At Garth German, uh, or Garth German, I'm not sure which one it is, uh, The Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie Show. It's just a perfect meta-commentary and has so many great quotable lines. I adore Tess, uh, Tress McNeil's delivery of no, they only paid me to say it once and then they doubled it up on the soundtrack. Cheap bastards. And possibly my most used Simpsons quote, that's why you're still kids, because you're stupid. It's astounding that episode, a reaction to claims that The Simpsons was old news, was in season eight, 26 years ago, and the show just keeps refreshing and renewing itself, especially with more out-of-the-box episodes the past few years. Bravo, Team Simpsons. At Zippy Arkle said Mr. Plough. At Andy McCoon 1 said a star is Burns. Sure, that's the name. Football in the groin. Remember that one. Uh, at Red Leader 2022, last exit to Springfield. At Music Kid 269 said, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1 and 2? At Graham Ed- Edgler, or Edgler. Uh, it's changed over the years, but I'm going to say, last exit to Springfield. And finally, we have a top 10 here from the one and only Mike Price, who is uh, an ex writer and executive producer on The Simpsons. So, hello, Mike. Uh, He's given us um, number 10, E Pluribus Wiggum, which is my favourite of the ones I've written, says Mike. Uh, Number nine, A Serious Flanders, both parts. I've watched that one uh, yesterday, and it is really good. It's from, like, season 30, maybe, or 31. Very, very good. Uh, Number eight, Who Shot Mr. Burns, both parts. Number seven, Lisa the Boy Scout, this past season. Six, Marge versus the Monorail. Five, E-I-E-I, Annoyed Grunt, the one with Tomaco. 
Uh, number four, the seemingly never-ending story. Three, the 90s show. Two, the Cartridge family. And number one, the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show. So there you go. Thank you very much, Mike. Yeah. Someone who's working on The Simpsons and uh, has, has done for years. So uh, thank you very much, Mike. He's going to come on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time. So thank you very much to that. That's it. We've done it. Doug, wow. we've done it. Smashed it. I can't... I'm... And... You had me, and you could have had a guy who's actually <laughs> people. People, this guy has actually written on The Simpsons. Years, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks. I feel honoured. Executive producer. He's written episodes, um, but no, Doug. We wanted. I mean, but his name is Mike Price. It's not Doug Simpson, is it? I mean, yeah. you exactly. are some long lost half brother, sister, or whatever of one of the members. So that's it. Uh, you can do well, a podcast home, with him about. Um, do a podcast with him about. Um, Vincent Price films or no, something. Yeah, no, yeah. we're going to do Monty Python things uh, with Oh, Monty brilliant. Price, so. Oh, yeah. Spoiler well, alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But yes, no. Um, I, I uh, thought it was going to be The Price is Right. <laughs> the best oh, episodes yeah, we could have done that. We could have done yeah. that. Um, so, Doug, thank you so much for joining us. It's been, it's been like old times. It has. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been, been a blast. Um, I've spent the last two months just watching The Simpsons. I need to... Shit, I need to catch up on The Last of Us and then and, and so so much. But yeah, well, thank you guys. So I, nice I, to be back. I assume you'll come and join us again. Love to, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if, so, if, if, if we can do a spooky episode in the autumn on The Simpsons... If, if you're happy to do um, that, we can do that. The Three House of like Horror that, ones. Or, yeah, or we can find something completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the disadvantage to do that is I've kind of already spoiled what my top three would be that is true um, exactly. so yeah i might go back to the drawing board but yeah definitely love, love to come back and i'll keep listening well we thank you very much for your support as you are a top head so thank you so much for your support mate because as i've Pleasure. said last week you genuinely keep our lights on so <laughs> you know thank you so so much and if anybody else out there wants to be a top head and wants to be a guest on a podcast just like doug neil tell them how you can do it and well, get in course. touch with us with all that gubbins of course you can be a top head like that all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods there are all sorts of levels and rewards to get and like we said, you can even be a guest like Doug here. So do please come join the fun. And we thank you so much to everybody that has done it. You can find us on all the social media at Top 10 Pods. Um, give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow. You can email us at top10pods at hotmail.com where you can ask us anything you like. You can give us suggestions for Top 10s. And then check out all the links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes. And please come subscribe, review, and leave a rating wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you. Perfectly done. Doug, once again... Thank you so much, mate. Can't wait to have you back. Thanks so much, guys. Been brilliant. Lovely to see you. Excellent. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Doug. It's been an absolute pleasure to see you. It's been far too long. And thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching. And let's go start the countdown. (laughs) 